Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Our sponsors today are Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Go there to get the very finest in workout shoes uh, every day. What would you call them, Joe? Like hiking slash just like running around shoes. I, re- I almost refer to them just as like, like a cross trainer. They're just kind of good at yep. everything. I like that. And tactical boots. If you like wearing tactical boots, uh, use the code Maximus20 for 20% off from us to you. And then uh, Meat Locker, the very best in in steak, chicken. Uh, they have incredible thick cut bacon, which I yeah, love. So good. Uh, the Bobby's Brisket Burger Blend, mm-hmm. which is one of the best burgers I've ever had. I just uh, had Joe, last time lunch. we were together. <laughs> oh, good. I was going to say the last time we were together, we had a shit ton of these. Yes, we did. Um, we love them. They're really thick, meaty, juicy, yeah. uh, delicious. Use the code Maximus for a for a for a discount, um, and and it certainly check them out. It's certainly stuff that we eat on a regular basis. Yes. So, thank you to our two sponsors today. We are going to get back into the fitness realm. Uh, we talk about life a lot on the podcast and things to make you better, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's counterintuitive to some what some people would think because we're so fitness oriented, I guess, on our Instagrams, our websites and stuff. Um, And I don't know why we haven't talked about fitness more. I think maybe because we're trying to be different, maybe uh, because we want to show that we have a range in terms of things that we can talk about. I think it's because it's so everyday for us that we we don't think anything of it. Like this is stuff everybody knows, but clearly not everybody knows this stuff. So no. And it's, it's, it's actually funny that you bring that up because I get a lot of questions sometimes and I actually have to calm, not calm myself down. Sometimes people ask me a question and my immediate reaction is to think they're stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How, like, like, how can you not know that? Right. Like, how can you not know that? But if you've never trained before mm-hmm. or your whole life didn't revolve around fitness, how would you know? Yeah. I mean, even even for a push up, Joe, I actually had an experience not long ago where I decided to make a how to video for a push up. And I was like, really, do I have to show people what a pushup is? Is that like even a real thing? But here's the deal. Let's say you didn't know what a pushup was or wanted to know how to do one. If you go to the YouTube and look up pushups, you could see one that is a military pushup, which is a mm-hmm. break 90. Yep. You could see the Bobby Maximus pushup or the Joe Sabula pushup, which mm-hmm. is chest fully to the ground and a brief pause and then a pause at the top, the CrossFit pushup. I've mm-hmm. seen people do push-ups where they move their hands after their chest touches the yeah, ground hand release and put push-ups. them back down and, yep. and press up. And really, like, if you're taking a push-up from the CrossFit World Champion, from two fitness experts like us, from the military, you would think that each one could be valid. So I can see how there can be some confusion. And the other thing I liken it to is electrical worker plumbing. Like it's not that difficult. If you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, I mean, if you're any reasonable, smart individual, you should be able to figure out how a sink works Yeah. or a toilet works. It's not mechanically uh, complicated, Mm -hmm. but if you've never done plumbing or electricity, right, trying to change a light, if you've never done that work before, it can be really scary. And I think that's what happens with fitness. And so- I like try to take a step back and think, this person doesn't know anything. How can I help them? Mm -hmm. So one of the most common questions I get when people ask me about fitness is how to get strong. Joe, would you say that's the case for you? 100%. I mean, most people are coming up and and are looking for a strength program. They're not looking for for me to write them a 
a endurance program or to help them shave time off their their mile splits. They're specifically yep. concerned with with strength, and there and there just seems to be a, a misconception that there's something mystical about it. Like most people seem to know that if if you want to improve your endurance, you, you just need to run more, run faster. Uh, if you want to improve strength, there's some secret methodology that that all the really great trainers keep hidden. Well, and they're looking for like a a set structure, mm-hmm. a rep structure, and what I think this comes down to is they think you're doing something secret that they're not mm-hmm. because they're not that strong. Right. Like it's funny in our circle, a 500 pound deadlift isn't great. No. Yeah. Shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just nothing special. But when you go talk to regular people, if you can deadlift 200 pounds, you're the strongest person in the room. Yeah. yeah. Like some people can't even fathom that number. Mm-hmm. I used to joke that as a guy, your girlfriend thinks you're the strongest person in the world if you could pick up the TV. Right. Yeah. Like if you could carry a piece of furniture by yourself, you're he man. Yeah. Like there's, there's a, that's the standard of strength that, that people have. And, you know, at, at, at regular gyms, I'm talking 24 7 fitness, mm-hmm. Equinox, like big box gyms, you don't see many people deadlifting more than three plates. Right. So yeah. 315. Yep. You don't see many people with like a five plate back squat. Yeah, right. You're seeing a lot of people that are blowing away that you could deadlift anything over 400. So clearly they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be also a preoccupation, I guess, with strength. Like everybody just wants to be strong. It's what people ask you. How much do you bench? Right. Yeah. How like, much do you deadlift? Like everybody knows that strength is important. Right. And they know yep. that they should have it and they recognize that they don't. So they they, they want some information mm-hmm. on it. Right. So for us, I I would say I agree with the idea that strength is important. I, I want to rank it as the highest uh, level, not the highest level of fitness. That's wrong right. because I think I, I think fitness is a relative term and I don't want to put down anybody that, that, that wants to run fast or be good at a sport. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm trying to say is strength is one of the most important aspects of fitness that I think anyone could have. Well, just for for functional fitness, right? Like getting out in the real world, like it's better yep. to be strong. You know, it's it like strong people. Uh, Mark Ripto said it: strong people are harder to kill and more useful in general. And that's yeah, just I a, like that a lot. It's just it's a reflection of like. Uh, uh, well, I, I've said it before. If you get decrepit to the point where you can't pick the dishes up out of the cupboard overhead, like you can't function in the real world and you end up in a nursing home. And yep. So ha- having the strength to be able to move external objects about your life and, and not get injured doing it, right? Like you got to move a couch. That's a very like common thing that, that happens is, is moving furniture around. And you want to be strong enough that you can do that safely. And not, not yes, risk, for you sure. know, a uh, uh, debilitating injury because that will also send you to a nursing home. And it seems like that's something, though, that, that you know, you talk about moving furniture. That's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got to move the couch because something's under it. Well, and it's, uh, it's, it's and, not like nobody has ever come up to me and said, hey, listen, man, in six months, I am going to have to move my couch. I need you to write a training program for that. Like it's the kind of thing nope. you don't you don't plan for that. Right. It's like, oh, my buddy's yep. moving next weekend and I got to help him move a couch. So you either you either have the strength you have or you don't. Well, it, it, it comes up. I even think about my life around here. Mm-hmm. And it's like my wife asks me, can you help me get this out of the car? Yeah. Can you lift this off of the truck? Can you move this in the backyard? 
How many uh, trips? One of our tr- how many trips does it take you to get the groceries from the car to the house? One <laughs> for me, but um, one of our trees got knocked down. Mm-hmm. And then you 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 have to move it. I remember our retaining wall kind of went out, and then I'm moving railway ties by myself. Yep. Uh, our hot water tank. This was actually a nightmare. Our hot water tank blew, and not not the hot water tank. Sorry, the water softener blew, right. and it flooded the basement. I don't know if you remember that, mm-hmm. but to like unhook it, get it out of the closet it's in, to do all that, it requires a little bit of strength. Yeah, yeah. You know, so in day-to-day life, we're going to have to carry things and move. I can't recall an everyday situation where I had to run 20 miles. Yeah, right. Like, hey, can you run 20 miles to the nearest town and ask for help? Can you run down to the lake and, and, and get some water? Like, we just don't live in a world like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But being strong... You could argue you use that attribute every day. Yeah, to at least right? to some degree, right? Yeah. I love your nursing home example too because I think strength is really important or strength training at least as you age. Yes, yes. And, it, and it's not like, – like strength sticks with you for a while. Like if you get really, really strong, you'll kind of always be strong. Like you, yep. you won't you won't maintain your, your one rep max forever. Like that would be like mutant power. That would be a pretty cool one to have. Uh, but like you'll lose your top end, but you'll always be relatively strong. Like if you, if you work up to a 600 pound deadlift, uh, you could not train for years and still probably pull 400 versus versus somebody who's never trained to can't even pull 200. So like you're kind of always strong once you get strong. Right. Yeah. And you, you see that in old people. Yes. Like if you work with a, with an older person that had a physical job, Mm -hmm. they're a lot more capable than a person that never did anything. Yeah, and they age better. Especially, you know, exactly 50, 60, 70 years old. Yeah, and mentally too. You know, I mean, they're like everything's kind of tied together. But if, if, if you give up the training, you kind of lose the benefit of the training, right? Yes. So, so being, being under load, like having strong muscles, having strong bones, like that requires consistent training, even as you age. It doesn't have yep. to be the same as when you were 18 years old and trying to set world records all the time. Uh, yep. But you do have to keep training to, to really reap the benefits of the training. For sure. And the side benefits, I guess we're talking about, we're assuming people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, injury proofing. Mm-hmm. So the, the more you strength train, your connective tissue gets stronger, your ligaments, your tendons, right? Yep. You, you, you have better mobility, if you will. Yes. Um, you're, you're, you're more, you're more put together. You have better posture. You breathe better. Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing actually about the breathing musculature. Yeah. Like when your breathing musculature gives, it's hard to breathe sometimes, you know, your back hurts less. So for all these reasons, strength training is important. Uh, I guess the real question is, how the hell do you get strong? I mean, it seems easy enough. Go to the gym and lift some weights. But there's enough not strong people out there that I don't think a lot of people know. Right. And I'm just I'm kind of racking my brain right now, because if you were to think about like who strong people are, like where are the strong people just sort of like inherently, you know, was there a particular culture that's just known for strength? Uh, and, and, and I would say like, find the strong people and do what the strong people do. And guess what? You'll probably be strong. Probably. If you, if you live in an African village where everybody runs a hundred miles a day, your chances of being a good runner are pretty high, pretty high, you know? So, so it, it seems to me that most athletic attributes, that's kind of a given, 
You know, if you want to be a better runner, then you run. If you want to be a better gymnast, you go find a bunch of gymnasts and you work out together. But getting strong seems to baffle people. Yes, for sure. But Joe, now here's here's the other interesting thing. We had talked about, and we are way off our fucking outline right now, which is fine. <laughs> but we had talked earlier how strength seems to be an important thing in everyday life. Yeah. Move a couch, pick up your kids, lift something out of the truck. Tree gets knocked out. I mean, this is just stuff that happens, mm-hmm. right? Changing a tire. You need some level of strength to jack up a car. Yeah. Maybe, maybe carrying a lawnmower. I mean, there's stuff you got to do. Despite the fact that it's important, there's not a lot of strong people. Right. Like, it's yeah. funny. You'd think the fact that this comes up again and again and again, you think people would work to be stronger. You know, like, I, I kind of, I don't know about you, but I pride myself that I don't have to go ask my neighbor for help to move yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm self-sufficient in a way. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's shit I cannot move. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tell you there's not, like, an object in the world I can't <laughs> lift. But for the most part, like, I'm glad I can, like, handle my business at the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but there's a lot of people that can't. So despite the fact that it's important and it comes up and man, I've been in situations with people before doing landscaping, helping a buddy build a fence, like doing stuff. And they'll say, you know, gosh, I wish I was stronger. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Like how many times have you said that in your life and then just not gotten stronger? Exactly. Exactly. And there, there, there seems to be almost an intimidation factor because so many worlds sort of coalesce when it comes to strength. So there's, yep. there's like strength for, for everyday life, which is kind of what we're talking about right now. But there's also like sports-specific strength. And then mm-hmm. every single sport, because what's strong for a gymnast is going to be different than what's strong for like a strongman or a powerlifter yep. or even an Olympic weightlifter. And that'll be very different from what a you know NFL lineman needs, which, by the way, is very different than what a wide receiver needs. And so all yep. of these different worlds kind of come into the gym with one goal, get stronger. But it kind of means something different to each of those people. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a, a one rep max deadlift is really important if you're a power lifter. Probably yep. not so important if you're a gymnast. So I have a thought on all that stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Do you think as a man, and I'd say this relates more to men than women. Now, I think women can be incredibly strong. Yeah, no doubt. My wife's 100 and she's 132 pounds and she deadlifted 392, which – you tell that to other girls and it's funny, like the blank looks you get back. Yeah. Like your, your wife, I mean, even guys, my wife's got a higher wonder at max and a lot of guys I train. Right. Yeah. Um, and she squats 400. So she's mm. a strong human being, but for the most part, girls aren't as preoccupied with being strong. Yeah. Like it's more of like a manly ego thing is what I'm trying to say. Well, and I, you, I wonder. I, think- I, I wonder if because it's more of like a manly thing that it just sort of turns the women off. Because I, I can imagine if you're going to the gym and 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 you're like, you know, I just I want to work out and I want to be healthy, and there's just a bunch of jackasses over in the corner slapping each other in the face and hitting smelling salts all the time. You probably yep. just don't want to associate with them. Well, I was <laughs> I was actually thinking of it. That's actually really funny. And there is so this brings up a couple of things. So. I have to go down this rabbit hole right now. Right. It's kind of funny the heat girls take for being strong. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a girl and you have muscles, guys say the stupidest stuff. Yes. Whoa, your arms are bigger than mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's a smart thing to say to a girl you don't know. Mm-hmm. Or whoa, look at you, thunder thighs, quadzilla. <laughs> okay, great. That's probably not the right thing to say to a girl that you don't know. 
like, oh my God, what do you do? You look like a man. Like, please, guys, guys can be so rude to him. But it's born out of the same thing that I was going to talk about. I think all guys know on some level that they should be strong or they have an ego about it. Mm -hmm. And if they're not strong, it causes them some kind of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Like there's almost like if you're not strong, you don't even want to try to get strong because it sucks to be the guy Mm -hmm. who can only bench press a buck 35. And along so those, you almost, along those lines, guys will also change their definition of strength and say, "Yeah, you yes. can bench more than me, but I can do more push-ups than you." Yep. Or or deadlifting, right? Like mm-hmm. you try deadlifting once, you can only deadlift one eighty-five. You don't ever want to do that shit again. Yeah. It's humiliating. So you just kind of shut it down and oh, strength training's not for me. And and the reason I say it's out of insecurity because that's why guys say stupid shit to women. Mm-hmm. Like if a, if, a, if a woman starts looking a little too strong, there are a lot of guys who have problems with it. But it's never the guys like you or I. I love that my wife trains. I love that she's strong. Yeah. It's always like that That if you listen to the podcast, uh, that douche nozzle that did talk to you about your kids. <laughs> listen to the manners episode. You'll figure out what we're talking uh-huh. about pretty fast. But it's that guy that's going to say something. Yeah, yeah. Right. The guy who's insecure with a major ego. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be awesome. I've, I have a whole another thing to talk to you about. <laughs> How <laughs> funny would it be if he listens to our podcast? I know. Right. Holy shit. I was actually thinking like, of that. Or, or, or I, I, maybe he hasn't. And then he's like, you know, I was wrong. I should give these guys a, a, a try now. That, you know, oh, my goodness. They're they're really knowledgeable. And then that episode comes up. Like, yeah. He's going to hate us mother- for sure. <laughs> Oh sorry, my God, sorry, that or apologize. Like, like no hard feelings, man. No hard feelings. Too funny. All right, so back to the thing. We got to get back on track here. Um, we need to define what strength is. Yeah, and and I think right? every, everybody, when they when they start out on this journey, like it's important to know like what kind of strength you're going for because yep. that's going to affect how you train for it. So you, you have to have a definition. So in terms of that definition, Joe, I mean, I guess there's – a difference between real world strength and, mm-hmm. and, and weighted strength. And the way I explained to that is I remember working a job when uh, I was 20 years old and I, I was doing manual labor and there was a lot of older guys I trained with that could move cement bags all day. Yeah. That could lift really heavy objects. that could swing a sledgehammer mm-hmm. that could, they had like crazy grip strength and could like unscrew things and screw things on. But I don't think they could have bench pressed or deadlifted much. Right. That's like a real world strength. Yeah. On the other hand, there's people that are incredibly strong in the gym. They can deadlift 600 pounds. They can squat 600 pounds, but they're also not real world strong, right? Like they, 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 they can't, they're a product of the weight room and they've never done anything outside of the weight room. So we're going to stick to more. I think you become real world strong by doing the thing. Yeah. 100%. Like if, yep. If you want to be strong, I mean, if your job was to lift railway ties, you would get really good lifting railway ties. Yeah. If you want to, you want to be a like farmer strong, go work on a farm. Exactly. On the other hand, we're going to focus mostly on weight room strong because I think that applies to most people here. Right. And there is some crossover. I mean, if you can deadlift 600 pounds, you shouldn't have a hard time picking up a couch. Yeah. Right. Like there is some transference there. Um, I think I, I and I think a lot more uh, I than than I'm letting on. Like if you mm-hmm. can get really strong in a gym, 
there shouldn't be much life can throw at you that you well, cannot handle. The way that I look at it is at, at a certain point, like you can only be as strong as you as you currently are, right? Like you, you yep. sort of max out your capacity. And so then what you have to do is start uh, expanding into your potential. So your training yep. methods become more about like, okay, I'm as physically strong at this weight and size as I really can be. And now I need to build more structure to lift off of, right? And so I think if you're going to, if you're going to move a couch and you're not even at your current capacity, you're probably going to struggle a little bit. You probably don't really understand the mechanics of lifting the feel of a good heavy lift, like the right positions to be in to maximize your leverages. You spend yep. enough time in the weight room and you get kind of strong. Like now moving a couch isn't quite as daunting a task. And if you're, at, true. if you're at the point where you're not just like super strong, but like you're ridiculously strong because you're, you're actually like building your body in order to lift something like a couch just isn't that big a challenge anymore. Yes. So in, in that, in that aspect, like the gym training does transfer over because you, you just have a higher capacity and, and a better base to lift off of. Well, and, and what you said there too, one of the key points that I'd extrapolate from that is the mental side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the confidence that you build lifting heavy things at a gym, you know, it's, it, it's funny how, when you're not confident and for the people listening, think of a time you've hurt your back before and you're not sure of it. Mm -hmm. Everything becomes heavy. Yeah. Cause you're constantly protecting it. Right. Yep. If you know you can lift a bunch of weight in the gym and you feel confident, a lot of stuff becomes easier. So back to this idea of what strength is. So I think there's different levels here. A 200-pound deadlift, and we'll use the deadlift just as an example. I guess you're kind of strong, Joe. I mean, yeah. 200 pounds is not weak. Right. Like, 200 mean, pounds is that, not that's, light. That, that's able to move like, you know, uh, an average-sized human. Yeah. You know? But let's face it. It's a shitty deadlift versus a 500-pound deadlift, which most normal people think that's the highest number ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you put on... What is that? Five plates aside, five forty-fives aside, yeah. at your local global gym and lift that. People think you're the strongest guy in the gym, mm -hmm. but we know a fuck ton of people with five hundred pound deadlifts. Yeah, like that's to, to me that's average. Mm -hmm. Versus a guy like Eddie Hall, and and for those of you who don't know, Eddie Hall is is one of the world's strongest men ever. He deadlifted five hundred kilos, which is twelve hundred pounds. Yeah. You're you're talking someone totally on a different level now. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm the strongest person I know, and he's twice as strong as me. Yeah, and and like to, it, to, to kind of point out insane. the difference, like Eddie Hall will not end up in a nursing home because of a lack of strength. Yes, you know, like his 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 risk is much more like he's going to snap his back in half and end up decrepit yeah. because of that, right? Well, for sure. Yeah, but it's 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 funny how strong strong people can get. Yeah, so. If you're if you're the person and and listen, I try to be non-judgmental about this. Like there's nothing wrong if you can only deadlift 200 pounds. Maybe you're more into looking good. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're more into running. Maybe you're more into playing a sport. I mean, I don't think everyone has to have a 200-pound deadlift, but that if that's all you need, Joe, I've seen absolute beginners have 200-pound deadlifts. Yeah. So push-ups, sit-ups, squats. I mean, you could probably train with only body weight and still go into the gym and well, I, I think 200s low. I think you could do push-ups, pull-ups and dips and squats and burpees at home and you could probably deadlift 300. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, like it's just not that high. Mm -hmm. 
So, so for that level of strength, if that's your level of strength that you're going to judge yourself against, do whatever you want. Now, that's yeah. the guy's number. I don't know what the number is for girls. Almost every girl I've ever met, whether they had trained in the past or hadn't trained, can deadlift somewhere between 135 and 185. Yeah. When you, I mean, you, you ran across the gym for years. When you had women come in and test their deadlift the first time. Mm-hmm. There's not many that are down at 55 pounds. No, no. That, and like, you know what honest, I mean? Honestly, like even, even teaching people to deadlift, like that's the bare minimum you can put on a bar, right? Yes. You know, just two tens on a side just to set the right height for them to walk over yep. to it. So, and, and even that, that, that would intimidate people. But I would say the majority of people, the first time that I, I introduced them to the deadlift in a, in a testing capacity, so maybe we'd practiced it before, but they're actually going to see like, let's see how much weight we can lift they'll get to at least 100 pounds the very first time they try it. Oh, for sure. And, it and that, sounds that, a lot. It's so mentally freeing for people to be like, oh, wow, I can lift 100 yeah. pounds. Like, okay, it's, oh, it's yeah. not that much. You know, a month later, they're pulling, like you said, closer to 185. But it does sound a lot heavier than it really is. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you had to pick up a 200-pound rock, good luck with that. right. When it's, when it's evenly weighted on a bar and you can get a good grip and it's the perfect conditions, it's not that bad. So, so if that's our introductory level, could we agree that almost anything will get you there? Yes. Like if you're a girl, we'll call it 150 pounds. A guy, we'll call it 225 to 300. If you do anything in the gym, you should be at that level. Mm-hmm. The next level up is that 500-pound deadlift. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about how you get there. Well, here you've, you've got to actually do the thing, right? So you have to be training yes. your deadlift at this point. You can't just sort of show up and, oh, look at that. I just pulled 500. Like you, you'll, you'll sort of know what you're capable of and then you'll start training to improve that. For sure. You see this a lot, I'd say, in CrossFit gyms. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I kind of credit CrossFit with bringing the deadlift into mainstream fitness. Okay. Because not a lot of people – I mean I say credit it, Joe – but I think back to when I was training and I was fighting in the UFC. And this was in 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. And I worked out in a global gym all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, global gym is like a – it's an affectionate term. It's from the movie Dodgeball. Yeah. You guys remember the global gym Cobras? <laughs> but it's like that big box gym. I've racked my brain, but I can't remember ever seeing somebody deadlift mm-hmm. in a big box gym. Yeah, I would say if like – if- I would word it this way and say more people are deadlifting because of the the popularity of CrossFit yes. than before, for sure. For sure. Maybe there was one or two people at my gym that were deadlifting. Yeah. But I was the only one to really ever do it. And people would come up to me and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, it's called the, it's called the deadlift, right? Now I see a lot more people doing it, but I think it's got a lot more popular. Yeah. Like if – if, if, if you look at social media, every single day I log into my social media, I see a bunch of deadlifts. Yes. If social media was around like it was now in 2004, I don't think you'd see a lot of deadlifts, to be honest with you. Right. You'd probably see a lot of other things. All bench. But with CrossFit <laughs> and quote unquote functional training coming in, I think a lot more people are doing it. Yeah. To get away from that first level, so back to the CrossFit thing, you get people who come into your CrossFit gym, Joe, that have never deadlifted before, they probably haven't front squatted before, probably haven't done Olympic lifting before because they've trained in the standard 
set and rep global gym style, like yeah. three sets of 10, three sets of 15. They've done some bench press, some shoulder press, some arm curls, worked out with machines, away they, away they go. Yeah. They go into the CrossFit gym and just being exposed to the deadlift, they go from a 300-pound deadlift to a 400-pound deadlift. Right. Just practicing the movement. Mm-hmm. And, and that brings up one of the ways to get stronger, the repetition method. Right. Like just doing reps of something will make you stronger. Essentially, you're, you're training your neurological system. Um, some people call it greasing the groove. Mm-hmm. Practicing a movement over and over and over again will help you get stronger at it. Um, they, 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 there's studies that say your average human in a, in a movement, say take the deadlift, can generate uh, – or not generate but make use about – 30% of your neuromuscular pathways right. that you have on board. A well-trained person, 50%. Yeah. So if you, you do the math on that, you can almost double your deadlift mm-hmm. without putting on a pound just by getting good at the technique of the deadlift. And that's so important for people stronger. to realize, right? Like getting stronger and getting bigger are, are kind of correlated, but they're not a direct thing, right? If When you start strength training, you do not immediately just start packing on pounds of muscle. Bodybuilders only no. wish it was that easy. And there's and there's that thing. Don't get me wrong. A big person is always generally fairly strong. Elephants are right? strong, like, right? But they, they have a, a big, wide structure to do things with. You know, yeah. they got a wide base. They got wide joints and right. big bones, right? That, that does give you something to lift off of. For sure. But pound for pound, the ant, I think, is the strongest. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure yeah, 50 from like National Geographic yeah. or whatever. Yeah, ants are incredibly strong. So you could be small and strong. And you see this. I know a bunch of guys who are 150 pounds that can deadlift over 400. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, heck, now, my, my, uh, my old buddy Jordan. Yeah, what was he? It was a yep. hundred and I don't remember what he weighed, 130 something, 138 pounds. And he yep. pulled a quadruple body weight deadlift. Oh yeah. Like you can get really strong without getting really big. You know, and, big. And, and I say look at uh look at weightlifting sports. You know, you want to look at Olympic weightlifting, everybody wants to look at the super heavyweights because they're the ones that move the biggest weights. But look at the lighter weight classes. I mean, you're seeing people who've got a weight limit, you know, uh, uh, women who are, who are weighing in under 100 pounds that are throwing over 200 pounds over their head in the snatch. Like, yep. That's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you, you, can, you can, through this repetition method, these neurological gains, you can stay in a small package and get really strong. So ladies, if you're listening, don't worry. You're not going to look at a weight and all of a sudden look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. It's not. And this is a question I get all the time. And also my wife gets it. It drives her nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like if I lift weights, am I going to get bulky? No, you're not all of a sudden going to get bulky. Yep. Not going to happen. But you can get strong in a small package. And that's kind of the repetition method. So you go to your local CrossFit gym or you just start practicing the deadlift. Mm-hmm. Your deadlift's going to start going up and up and up. Then know what's going to happen, and and I call this the the six month plateau, Joe. Right, where you you go into your local functional fitness gym, you've never deadlifted before, and, and you, you test it. It's three hundred pounds. Within six months, you go from three hundred to four fifty, and then it comes to a grinding halt. Yes, and repetition doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. because now you kind of have to go into the, the 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 other method that will label sets and reps. Yes. Like just doing deadlifts and circuits is not going to work anymore. Right. You've got to start doing 
workouts that are actually tuned to make you stronger. And this is something that people have a really hard time with because it's really hard to tell the guy who's deadlifting 450 pounds that he's not strong. Right. And that, and that everything he's done for the past two years, even though it's worked really well, is not going to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a problem I have with, with, and I'm going to say CrossFit people, uh, predominantly where they, they go to the CrossFit gym, they have a 300 pound deadlift. They do circuit training for six months. They're up to 450. And then I'm telling them not to circuit train anymore if they want to get stronger. Right. And they're like, well, no, but this is what I've done for the past this, six months. This it's, is what Rich Froning does. It's like, hey, guys, here's yeah, the and, secret. Rich Froning does sets and reps. You know? Yes. Like, he does strength but, training. He steps away from CrossFit and just gets as strong as possible. But what are you supposed to believe if that's really yeah. worked for you for six months? I'd yeah. be scared to switch off my program. Mm-hmm. But now you have to start using specific set and rep patterns. Yeah, and this this gets to be this is where people think there's some mythical number. Oh, if I just do the yeah. five by five, that's that's the key. That's nope. what everybody does. These these but numbers they they come from somewhere. So every program you've ever seen has come from somewhere. Yep. Like it, yeah. people don't just random. Well, I mean maybe they do, but pulling just random numbers out of a hat. I don't know. Do uh, three sets of ten. Like that that number came from somewhere. There's a reason everybody knows, like three sets of 10 to 12 reps. That's every magazine, like online magazine program you see, that's what they're going to tell you. Three to five sets, 10 to 12 reps. Like yep. why There's a that? reason why it works. Yeah. For sure. How do you know when you're ready for this? Because you might be listening uh, to this and thinking, well, you're saying that everything works and circuit training works and I can go to the gym and kind of get strong. How do I know when I'm ready for the special stuff? The thing I tell people is when you stop making progress, Mm -hmm. if you're plateaued and you have to eliminate some obvious things, are you sleeping eight hours a night? Are you eating enough food? Are you actually working out hard? Right. Because that's a problem sometimes. Just because you show up and swipe your membership card doesn't mean you've done anything. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've tried for six months and you're absolutely stuck, you're ready for this now. Yeah. And- one of the things that we pull both of our workouts from is this chart that this guy named A.S. Prilipin made. And, and A.S. Prilipin is a, is a USSR, so the Soviet Union. He worked uh, with the Soviet team from 1975 to 1985. Those were the years, Joe, when the Soviet Union was at the height of sport yep. dominance, right? Like they were unbeatable. He's trained numerous Olympic and world champions. And so he mined the logs of, I think the the, the literature says over a thousand world, European and national champions. Yeah. And to to point out, like most of the Soviet coaches, like their educational background was actually in statistics. Yes. Because they they wanted this kind of data as to what this kind of information. And, And it's really funny that this is what made those people strong. Yeah. But I consider this one of the most valid exercise studies in, in, in the world ever because you're taking it from the best people in the world. Yeah. Like these are the, every single person on this list could deadlift 700 pounds. Yeah. What, you're, what, you're what, taking, what did you say? Like the, the weakest guy on the list had like a 750 pound back squat. Like ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it's not. And, and the reason I say that is because it's funny. Um, I used to joke at seminars about where exercise information came from. And when I was in psychology uh, at the University of Western Ontario and um, 
there were also kinesiology students that were subjected to this as well. Part of getting your credit for your class meant that you had to participate in some study. So in back in the day, we didn't sign up online. You would go to a big board, Joe, and there were like you'd put your name on a list and sign up for oh, a study. Sure. Yeah. So I would try because I was looking to to work out to sign up for the exercise studies mm-hmm. or the ones with alcohol involved because you got a free drink <laughs> or the ones with food involved. So you got free food. So yeah. really, you're kind of just picking the stuff at random. Mm-hmm. The The funny thing is, so where where's your knowledge coming from? A bunch of sedentary college kids. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you're going to learn how to get strong from a bunch of people that have never lifted weights before yeah. or done it seriously. We already said in the podcast that anything makes these people strong. Mm-hmm. I think the ultimate example of this is the shake weight. I was going to bring it you up. Ever, <laughs> you ever watch a shake weight commercial and it's like, studies have shown it increases your arm strength 327%. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I want to shake weight. How's this going to work? But if you take a person that's never lifted a weight in their life and have them hang on to a shake weight 30 minutes a day, I, I, I'll bet you they triple their arm strength. Yeah. Yeah. You're not starting with a very high bar. Yeah, exactly. Right. So this chart that we're going to lay out is super important because you'll get strong doing this work. Yeah. Yeah. This works for the best people in the world. It should work for you. And it's really funny, Joe, when the dude who has a 200 pound deadlift is like, well, that chart won't work for me. I'm advanced. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, dude. And like, we know, I, I always, we know the guy. Yes, he's trying to tweak everything, and it's like, man, your deadlift's three hundred pounds. Stop. Yeah. You know, I I remember once I got an email, and it was really like well written. The person's like, I've been weight training for five years, and I wanted to know that you know regularly you do five sets of three at eighty percent, but according to Varishnikov's wave periodization theory that was developed in 1967. And I'm like, I have no fucking clue what this guy's talking. Yeah. Right. He's like, so is there a difference between five sets of three at 80% and five sets of two at 81%? And he's just going on and on. So I wrote him an email back. I said, you know, these are really good questions. I had no clue what the guy was talking about, by the Mm -hmm. way. I'm like, these are really good questions. Um, Before I'm going to help you, I have to determine your level. What's your max deadlift? He wrote back 225 mm. for fuck's sakes. Yeah. My four-year-old son has a deadlift. <laughs> like at that point, it's like just lift some weights. Yeah. If you're really that worried about percentages and you can't pick up 225, 230, that's a problem. Yeah. And I, I've had so, I've had clients too that should, like, okay, what program are you currently following? Like, oh, you know, I, I download this or I join some online group and, and it's down to like, oh, you need like 67% of this. And then the next day is like 69%. And then, oh, you need 73%. I'm like, these are all just like odd numbers. Like what, yeah. you know, what is this, this program? It's like, what what's your max? And they're like 275. Like, okay. <laughs> this, this is, this is, it's kind of funny. This is the person that's 30 pounds overweight drinking alcohol every night, eating Doritos for breakfast, mm-hmm. and they want to know what their macros are. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what, man, just just listen. Walk <laughs> a little bit on the treadmill. Don't buy Doritos anymore. Don't drink before bed. You'll be good, you know? So back back to this chart. So an important thing to point out is the stronger you get, the more true the chart is. 
Yes. That's a really important concept to get because in the beginning, again, almost anything works. But as you get stronger and stronger and stronger, like the numbers become more and more significant. More important to a point where you have to pay attention to the numbers. Yes. And yes. and it's really funny. We use this chart. There's there's different uh, uh, d- d- programs that I've seen. Um, there's the Ort, the Ort Mag method mm-hmm. for deadlifting. Um, which I'm not going to explain what it is. Google it if you want. It's <laughs> complicated. Uh, the Soviet squat protocol or the Russian squat protocol mm-hmm. or what's that thing the, called? Joe? Smolov, like three times Smolov week? squat. Smolov. That's yeah. exactly what it's called. But it's funny when you look at those two strength programs or really any strength program I've ever seen, it almost always comes back to the exact same numbers on this chart. Yes. You can think your thing's special. Your four sets of four, your five sets of five, it's because it fits the numbers in this chart. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I always look at the chart as probably not absolutely true, but there's definite truth in the chart. What what do they say in science? Like it's a 95% confidence? Yeah. Like for 95% of people, unless you're that one unique snowflake, Mm -hmm. this is absolutely true. Yeah. There's a few people, maybe, okay, it's different. You know, there's always that freak person that's just crazy strong. Yeah. Or just not strong and can't get strong. But for the most part, this this will stack up. When we look at the chart, first of all, it's going to tell you what percentage of one rep max you are supposed to lift. So if you're lifting under 70% one rep max, you should do reps per set, three to six reps. Yep. So if you're doing 70% of your one rep max, you should probably pick something that's six reps. Yeah. Four reps, five reps, somewhere between that three and six number. You want to get 24 total lifts in a day. So if you're doing sets of six reps, how many sets do you need to do to hit 24? Four sets. Six six times four is 24. So do four sets of six reps. But would six sets of four reps work? Oh, shit, I don't know. Yes, yes I think it would. <laughs> Absolutely, because yes. it fits the chart. Yep. As long as your reps per set are somewhere between three and six. Mm-hmm. So pick three, pick four, pick five, or pick six. I mean, you could do eight sets of three, Joe. Yeah. And it, it, or it, or three fine. sets of eight. So again, under 70%, three to six reps per set. Pick a number, three, four, five, or six, and pick a multiplier that gets you to 24. Yeah. And and, it, and that that optimal number is what you're shooting for, but you just want to kind of be within a range. And some variations of the chart will give the range. The one I, I always use says 18 to 30. So if you're yes. getting three to six sets of three to six reps for a total of 18 to 30, that's a pretty good workout. Yeah. So in that case, you could do six sets of three. Mm-hmm. That's 18 reps. Fine. Or you could do 10 sets of three. And that's 30 reps. A lot of people ask why there's a range. It depends on the percentage because under 70%, that's a big range. Yeah, yeah. I assume if you're lifting 65% one rep max, you're going to do less reps per set than if yep. you're doing 30% one rep max, right? Mm-hmm. Also, muscular endurance. Some people just have better levels of muscular endurance. Yeah, whether you're, Some people you're, you're are capable type, type of doing type 1, type 2A muscle yep. fibers, blah, blah, blah. You, you just you'll gravitate towards what actually works for you yeah. over time. Yeah. Now, I want to I want to run this caveat because there's probably a bunch of strength people that are punching their phone right now or yelling at us <laughs> and calling us stupid. <laughs> Under 70 percent 
that's for beginners. That's probably not going to make you strong. Like really, if you're looking at getting strong, Joe, you have to lift over 70% one rep max. Yeah, yeah. Like anything under 70 to me is a recovery day or practicing repetitions. Mm -hmm. Like will you get a little bit stronger? Sure, but you're not going to make crazy strength gains. No, pains. not crazy. And, and there, there's a certain skill element to lifting heavy. 90% bench press is very different than lifting a 60%. Like the margin of error is smaller. Sure. So it's something but, that you, you have to expose yourself to that particular challenge. Yep. But that said, I would recommend if you've never deadlifted before, not to start maxing out yeah, right, right away. Not on day one. Like no. <laughs> practice lifting lightweight. So this under the 70% might be the number system you're going to stick to because it's safe for your first couple of months. Well, and honestly, most even advanced like weightlifting uh, uh, programs that yep. I've seen uh, they usually start kind of low and then they, they yeah. ramp up over time so that you, you get a week or two where you're really just focusing on the, the, the movement pattern, the technique of the lift. And then they add a little weight to kind of challenge that and then add a little weight. And there's usually, you know, two steps forward, one step back kind of thinking. So you get a little recovery built in there as well. Yep. Start. I always like to say start slow, finish fast. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have to do everything day one. Yep. So the next, uh, I'll guess, level of the chart is 70 to 79% one mm -hmm. rep max. So really how that would work, Joe, if you're, what's your one rep max? I think it's 615. Yep. So 615 times point, we'll go 75. 75%, mm -hmm. you're gonna use 461 pounds. Yep. Right, on the other hand, if it's only 225 times 0.75, you're gonna lift 168 pounds for your sets and reps. But there's that number between 70 and 79%. Mm-hmm. You're going to do three to six reps per set. Oh, back up here. If it's 70 to 79, pick 70, 71, 72, 73, <laughs> I was 74. Say, like, but the, the way that I usually do this is like, okay, I'm shooting for, let's just say 75%. And then it comes out with some odd number. Oh, it's going to be, uh, I don't know. What did you say? The last one was 462 or whatever. Like yep. what, whatever's easiest to put on the bar, a couple of pounds here yeah. or there is not that significant. Right. Exactly. There's so a pretty big range there. If it's easier to put 465 on the bar, I might push it to the, the extra two pounds. If it's easier to put, you know, four 455, I might go a little bit lighter. I, I it as long as you're within that window, within that range, you're going to be okay. So for you know, so so for you to know, Joe, your 70 percent is 430.5. Okay, so I need to get your, the change plates. <laughs> your 79 percent is 485. So mm -hmm. there's a big range there. Yeah. You could really put any weight on that bar between 430.5 mm -hmm. and 485.85. Yeah. Don't be the idiot that asks the question, well, what if I only have 485.2? <laughs> Same thing. Your barbell probably doesn't weigh exactly 45 pounds. You're right. probably good. But so you're going to lift between 430 pounds and 485, Joe, essentially, mm -hmm. 70 to 79 percent. But there's a big range there. And we'll come back to that in a minute because it's important. You're going to lift three to six reps per set. Yep. So pick a number, three, four, five or six. Now, back to that range. Generally, I'd say if you're lifting 430 pounds, Joe, that's the 70 percent number. Yep. You're probably doing more reps per set. Right. You're probably doing the five or six reps per set. Yeah. If 
you're lifting 79%, which is 485. And that 50 pounds is a big difference on yes. a barbell at that level. Yep. Then you're probably doing three or four reps per set. Yeah. So that's why there's a range there. The total target you're trying to hit, the optimal number is 18. So six sets of three, great. That gets you at 18. I think six times three is 18. Yeah. There's a range though. You have to be between 12 and 24. So could you do six sets of two? Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're in that range of between 12 and 24. Part of the way that I, I look at the chart too is, so so let's say that I come in and my intention is to do six sets of three. Uh, and so I, I've got my barbell loaded and I do my lifts and it's like after the first set, I'm really just pulling twos and I'm just feeling wrecked. But at the end of the workout, I got 12 or 13 reps. Like, you know what? Good enough for today. Go focus on recovery. Yep. Come back, hit it next time. On the other hand, yep. if I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for the, the 485.85 and I pull out my little change plates and I get exactly to 0.85 and I'm doing, I, I was planning on doing, let's say six sets of three, but man, I feel good. And I'm actually pulling sets of five. Yep. Like, okay, there's an indication that maybe my one rep max has actually gone up and the program. Yes, for working, sure. Right. So that, that kind of helps me with subsequent sessions of kind of knowing exactly where I want to dial things in. And then, and then when it comes to testing day, you've got all kinds of confidence behind you as well, which is nice. For sure. Did you just bark at me? I did bark at you. That is <laughs> Fiona. One thing I want to add to this, Joe, mm -hmm. is that I know we're talking about the optimum total. You would just said if you did five reps, it's an indication. Like if you had planned to do four by four yeah. and four feels really easy and you're doing five or six reps, that you may have gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. I want to make it clear that the, the optimal total of the day that we're talking about, it's important, I guess, but I pay more attention to the range. Yeah. I guess that, that's I kind of that we're saying the same thing because I'm saying if you're if yeah. you tend to be hitting the top end of the range and that feels good, that's a pretty good indication. Yes. You know, because there's you're, a big difference between coming in. Uh, I mean, if you want to do five sets of two at 80 <laughs> percent, it is a little different than five sets of three at 80 percent. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like five sets of two will work. It'll get you kind of within the range, but yep. five sets of three is closer to optimal. So, and, and and for that range, by the way, the range for 70 to 79% is 12 to 24. Mm -hmm. If you're lifting 79%, Joe, which for you is 485, you're closer to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's harder. Yep. You should only be able to do 12 reps. Yeah. If... You're doing 70%, which is only 435, 24 reps. I like how your 70% is only yeah. 435. <laughs> you're a very powerful wizard, Joe. Yes, yes. Um, well, I will tell you too, like if you're on the lower end of your range, like yep. that, that can be very challenging. But if you're on the high end of the range, like that, it, it can really, really impact you. Um, I know when, oh, sure. when, when I'm following this, you know, it really focusing on just chasing that heavy deadlift. Uh, if I really push those numbers, if I tried to go like one rep above my, my optimal range, like the next day I couldn't even tie my shoes because I was so fried. It's oh, just yeah, so like sure. neurologically demanding. So the, the impact of being on the higher end of the range is very real. And and the more you are, are I guess, aware of these numbers and sort of playing with them, the more sense it kind of makes. And that's what I mean. Like the stronger you get, the more true this stuff becomes. Absolutely. So the next level of this chart, Joe, is 80 to 89% wonder at max. Again, that's going to be a pretty big range. Yeah. For you, that's probably, well, if 79% was 485, you're probably looking at between 
four ninety, mm-hmm. and uh, what's what's eighty percent of six fifteen? I should be able to do that in my head. It's your eighty percent is four ninety two. Mm-hmm. Your eighty nine percent is uh, we're probably confusing the fuck out of people. <laughs> your eighty nine percent is five forty seven. So I got to pick so a again, number a pretty, between four ninety two and five forty seven. Yep, away you two, go. Two to four reps for two to per four set. sets with an optimal number of 15, but a range between yep. 10 and 20. Yeah. And where does the two to four sets come from? I and mean, really, you could do as many sets as you want, mm-hmm. but you have to hit two, three, or four reps. Yeah. So 10 sets of two, because the range is 10 to 20 for that mm-hmm. one, that would work. Yeah. I'd say seven sets of three, but it's 21. Yeah, the range is 10 to 20. You're. Truthfully, you're probably fine. One yeah. rep extra. Ooh, you're yeah. not going to ruin yourself. Um, and again, if you do go over that, it's what you talked about, Joe. Mm-hmm. You're probably stronger than you think you are. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we're, we're good there. The final level is 90% plus. This is pretty serious stuff. Yeah. Not going to lie about that. Like, you're not going to hurt yourself trying to practice lifting weights with 70%. Mm-hmm. You get plus 90%. That can get really, really hard. Yeah. Consequently. Yeah. You're not going to do a lot of it. No. So consequently, rather than three to six reps per set or two to four reps per set, you're going to do one to two reps per set. Mm -hmm. The target total is seven and your range is four to 10. So notice that at the percentage goes up, your reps per set goes down and the total target or the range goes down. Yep. There's a correlation there for sure. So how do you make workouts now? There's probably, Joe, from this chart, a hundred different workouts we could pick. Thousands, yeah, yeah. But they're all kinds of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like whether you do five sets of three at 80 or five sets of two at 80, it's essentially the same workout. Yeah. So we've come up with four of them here that we do regularly. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just boil this whole podcast down into these <laughs> four things, which we've posted That's about in it. the past, and it's just yep. super simple. These work. But forget the chart. Forget everything we said for the last hour. It was a complete waste of your time to listen. <laughs> just Except for the entertainment down, value. Except for the <laughs> entertainment value. Just copy down these four workouts. Now, I think before we give people these, these mystical, magical numbers that we're about to give them, we should remind them of the importance of having proper training gear. Because if you attempt oh. these workouts in the wrong foot gear – you're just wasting your time. Well, actually, Joe, I take it a step further. Yeah. If you just wear Maximus shoes from Lalo.com mm-hmm. and use the code Maximus20, you don't even have to do this shit. You'll just be strong, but with like Bobby Maximus just no walking shit. around. Yep. Buy the fucking shoes. Mind blown. And that's it. You'll never have to lift weights again. <laughs> You're the strongest <laughs> man in your neighborhood. Fuck, I am so going to get in trouble from Lalo. If they listen to this podcast, they're going to be like, you're a jackass. They keep liking it when I post it. So No more shoes for you. But go to Lalo.com, use the code Maximus20, get yourself some shoes, preferably the Maximus. Also, feed your belly full of good steak, good bacon, good chicken. Meatlocker.com, use the code Maximus. Try it out. You'll love it. The best protein is... Is the meat, guys? Get get it from Whole Foods. It's yes, what your muscles real need. food. So back to these four secret workouts because now somebody's punching their phone. <laughs> these at, fuckers aren't there. telling you the secret. 
workouts. Are you ready for your secret workouts? The hang on, four hang workouts. On. We, will we, we need life. to drag this out just a little bit longer. Now. Yeah. Just make people like really angry. Tell me the secret. There's going to be notes. Just fast forward to you know 57 yeah. minutes, three seconds. Change your life. So there are four we keep coming back to though. No joke. There's five sets of three at 80%, one rep max. You're going to rest three minutes between sets. This is what I call, Joe, an entry-level strength workout. Yes. There's not a lot of risk. There's not a lot of cost. And by cost, I mean you do five sets of three at 80%. You're not messed up all day. Right. You're, you're, you're pretty good. It doesn't take a lot of energy to do this. Yep. At the same time, there's a lower reward compared to some of the other workouts we're going to mention. You're right. going to make less strength gains over time. Yep. The next one, which is a little more, I'd say, advanced or more difficult, six sets of two at 85% one rep max. For this, you're going to rest three to four minutes between sets. Not a lot of risk, not a lot of cost, lesser reward, but more so than the five by three. Yeah, because you are pushing then, a little bit heavier weight on this one. Yep. So a little more uh, stimulus, if you will. The next one, now this is going to have an increased risk, an increased cost, but an increased reward. And understand when I say increased risk, if you're not an asshole, you're not going to hurt yourself. Like people don't hurt themselves just by doing a workout. Right. It's because they're, they're not paying attention to form or mm-hmm. they're goofing off or they're, they're, they're lifting something they shouldn't be lifting, frankly. Right. But the next workout is four sets of four at 80% one rep backs, rest four minutes between sets. People will say, well, isn't the first one 80? Like I thought 80 was easier. Four sets of four is a lot harder than five sets of three. Yeah. And, and even if you, if you do the math, right, five sets of three is 15 reps. Four sets yep. of four is 16. 16. So it's an extra it sounds, rep. It sounds the same, mm-hmm. but an extra rep per set puts you close to failure yes. every time. Yeah, you're definitely right? going to gonna go a little bit deeper into the fuel reserves on each set. Yes, on this one. Yep. And the final one, six sets of one at 90% one rep max. This is a pretty serious strength workout. Yeah, this one. If you're you really right. interested in getting a big one rep max, this is the one for you. Yep. But lifting over 90%, it can wreck you. So there'll be a higher cost and more risk. Yep. So how do you pick these? Like people are like, what do I pick? Well, you could cycle through them. Mm-hmm. Week one, do five by three at 80. Week two, do six by two at 85. Week three, do four by four at 80. Week four, do six by one at 90. And then back off again. Yeah, I've had people do that. It works great. Yeah, But how I dish these out, Joe, is I just pay attention to real world shit. If you tell me that you're deadlift 615 and you have to do 700, to keep your job, yeah. to win the CrossFit Games, to win your local powerlifting meet, well, I'm going to give you a lot more of the high-risk, yeah. high-cost, yeah. high-reward stuff because it's essential you get stronger. Yep. Uh, my wife is a powerlifter. She's willing to do this all the time because she's willing to risk a little bit of injury, willing to risk her body a little bit, and she's an accomplished lifter. Yeah. So that's what she's going to get. She's also hand, very, very strong. So it also shows yes. that it works. Makes sense. On the other hand, 
you're a soccer mom, you're an accountant, you're just a dad, you're a recreational lifter, you just want to lift a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Why would you do six by one at 90? Yeah. You just don't need to. Go with the less risk, lower cost, lower reward workout of five by three at 80. On that note, Joe, people would be surprised to know, I say the, I use these four workouts, mm-hmm. 95% of the time, I give people five sets of three at 80%. Yeah, yeah. I rarely use the other ones. And people are like, well, why? Don't you want them to get stronger? Here's what I tell people. The weakest person on this chart has a (laughs) 700-pound deadlift, a 650-pound back squat, and bench presses 315 for 20 reps. If five sets of three at 80% works for that fucking guy, it's going to work for you. Yeah. Like, don't think you're so special that you need six by one at 90. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. I I, I balance that too with like training history, right? So if if you're just getting into powerlifting, you're going to do more on the lower end of the chart, right? If you have a very well-established, like maybe a competition-established one rep max, then I'm probably going to push you towards the higher end of the chart. Yes. Because again, the ranges are wider on the lower end of the chart. And so if your one rep max is like, I don't know, I mean, maybe my best bench is, is 250, maybe it's 275, I don't really know. Like you can kind of just guess it at the lower end of the chart, but at the high end of the chart, you need to be much more dialed in because the ranges sure. are smaller. So I, I think if, if if you've got already a pretty well-established idea of what you're capable of, then it makes sense. And and you can decide at that point, the risk versus reward from a different perspective. Yes, for sure. But back to the risk and, and the reward, Joe, it's like, if you're not getting paid for it, I ain't risking shit. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you. And if you are getting paid for it, like, it's funny, I've trained a bunch of NFL and NBA guys. People are like, well, if they get a better deadlift, they'll be better at their sport. Not necessarily. Mm. Like, Ronnie Price, one of my guys in the NBA, Darren Williams was another NBA guy, um, really good one, by the way, max contract guy, um, won an Olympic gold medal. But like those guys aren't paid to deadlift. Right. They're paid to put a fucking ball in a round hoop. Yeah. Like they don't need a huge deadlift. So I'm definitely not doing anything remotely risky with them because if I hurt them, I literally cost them millions, millions. and millions of dollars a year. Like I think at one point Darren was making 16 million a year. Yeah. I don't want to fuck up his back. Right. Holy shit, dude. At that point, we're not doing five by three at 80. He's practicing the under 70% deadlifts. Well, we talked about right? this. Because, I, I try to think of which podcast we talked about it. Um, it might've come up in one of the Q and A's about training for, for fighting and like how much yep. strength training to do and how much fight training to do. And it's like at, at a certain point when you're an athlete, you're just trying to be strong enough for the sport. Yep. And so and that's you know, is an offensive lineman strong? Oh, I guarantee it. Do I know what his deadlift is? I don't care because like his measure of strength is more of, of what he's doing on the on the football field. Oh, for sure. So those are the workouts we use. And, and, and like I said, Joe, I'm big on minimizing risk. Mm hmm. There is one way to simplify this, though, and it's a workout I love from the CrossFit community that's just called five heavy singles. Yeah. You don't have to use the chart. You don't have to pay attention to the numbers. Really, you just do five heavy lifts. Mm-hmm. So you do this a lot more than me because it was something that probably came up again and again and again at your gym. Yeah. 
But you, you, you go in and, and, and put a lightweight on a bar and do 10 reps. Warm up a little bit. Yeah. Put a little bit of more weight on and do five reps. Put a little bit more on and do three. And then start your five heavy singles. If you're a numbers guy, the five heavy singles should be somewhere between 80 and 100% of one rep max. And just lift. If it feels heavy, don't put any weight on. Right. Just lift your five. Yeah. And if you're feeling groovy and and you want to go for it, then maybe you add a little weight each time. And like you're trying to to kind of ramp up. And then you're done. And it's funny that people think it sounds so simple, but it fits in the chart. Yes. And I will tell you too, when when, when you attack that correctly, that's all you need. It It will be enough. Well, you end up doing... Five sets of one at 90% one rep max is uh-huh. what you do. So really, it can be that simple. So just make sure. I mean, the real secret here is low reps, high weight, not a lot of sets. Yep. I mean, that's that's the secret. Big weights make you strong. End of story. So how do you do this? If I was putting this in my program for a general fitness athlete, I would do this type of thing twice a week. Yeah. Like on a Monday and Wednesday, a Monday and Thursday, you could do a Monday and Tuesday. I would do one upper body workout and one lower body workout. Yeah, exactly. Let, let, let so one Monday, muscle group rest. Yep. So Monday, if you choose bench press, uh, the lifts that I would actually do this with are bench press and overhead press with the barbell. Yep. I think those are the two best upper body strength workouts uh deadlift's a weird one because it's kind of lower body and upper body yeah because you do use your back yeah so on monday choose one a five sets of three a six by two a four by four or a six by one i wouldn't do two exercises for that because right. a i think you're really increasing risk and you're probably not going to be able to hit your true percentages you're watering down the workouts yeah, at that exactly. point exactly exactly so once a week do this for upper body like I said, the bench press or the overhead press, that's like a military press. Uh, deadlift kind of is upper and lower body, I guess. And then once a week, do a lower body workout with these numbers. Front squat, back squat, deadlift. Like I said, that's both. You, you the theoretically, you, you could like just kind of pull the lift out of a hat on a strength day. Yes. You know, so you could you do could. like, oh, I got bench press on Monday and then come on, on Wednesday and oh, I got, you know, front squat. Okay, cool. That's great. Yep. Great. Perfect. And I, I, don't I, I like to I like to do like like cycles. Like I might do bench for three weeks nope. and then switch to overhead press. You know, I might do a deadlift this week's of squat variation the next week. If I'm feeling good, might throw in something that's more of a mix, like an overhead squat. Yep. Well, it also depends, Joe, what your goals are. Exactly. Like exactly. If you want a big ass deadlift, deadlift, you should probably deadlift more than less. Yep. If you want a big ass squat, you should squat more. If you want a big bench press, you should bench press more. Like it's not that complicated really. Yeah. If you're just going for a varied level of fitness, pick them out of a hat or cycle through them. Well, and like, we're, we're kind if, of assuming you're going to be doing stuff on the other days too, right? So yes. if you're going to do like a Monday, Wednesday strength day, then I'm assuming you're doing some maybe some kind of circuit training or intervals yep. on the other day. So you're still working all your muscles. Oh, right? yeah. If you, if you choose to squat and – bench press heavy in a week you could deadlift light yeah i i wouldn't though for general fitness want to see people do more than two strength workouts yeah yeah because i think you can hurt yourself Mm -hmm. now 
I'm not before all you ragey powerlifters start going <laughs> fucking crazy on me. You're specialized athletes. Yes. If you're a specialized athlete, that doesn't apply to you. But for a general athlete, I don't think doing strength three or four times a week is necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Even if you don't hurt yourself, you're neglecting all kinds of other shit you should yeah. be working on. Yeah. And and for but most for so most folks who are yeah, they're only given a you know, an hour a day, three to five days a week. Like you, you the more time you spend on one attribute, the more you're taking away from everything else. So if you're if your goals are general, you have to keep your program general too. Exactly. So that's the secret, you guys. Now everyone can get strong. So that should be uh, done pretty done. good for you. Wrapped up, put a bow on it. Done. There you go. And done. And remember, remember, and this is important, if you don't want to do any of this, you don't want to lift the weights, you don't want to do the work, just buy the fucking shoes. You'll be fine. Buy the meat. Buy the night or protein. We didn't mention that yet. Use yeah. the code. Fuck, what's our code? Maximus, Maximus Podcast. Podcast. Go to NITOR, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. If you have the trifecta, if you wear the shoes while you eat a steak with chocolate protein powder sprinkled on it, oh. you will fucking have all the gains. I know what I'm having for dinner. I've, I've done it, Joe. That's why I'm so powerful. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that I work out four hours a day. It's that right there. 